Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. You listen anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. Hey, ho, ho, hee, hee. Yeah. The funny farm. Well, you know. Well, I'm not going to say it, but there's times that we all think we're maybe a little out there. Maybe we're going crazy. And uh, I used to think that was abnormal. <laughs> Double entendre there, I think. But, um, you know, we all have our days, ups and downs. But you can't appreciate the ups if you don't have a few downs. This is the Toxic Wise Ass Show with your host, Mark Chaplin, here on Renegade Talk Radio, your place for the best in talk radio, coming from the best little city in the world, not Reno, but Las Vegas. Um, I love Vegas. I love the casinos. I love it all. You just have to be disciplined. You have to be careful. Go in with a certain amount of money. Treat it like you're going to a Celtics game or a Lakers game or a Red Sox game or a Yankees game or you're going to the opera, you're going to see a show on Broadway, which I enjoy all those things. But uh, the best place to watch people, the people watch, is uh, casinos. No question about it. And speaking of events, the uh, Winter Olympics are underway in uh, South Korea. And I guess North Korea is sending teams. I didn't know they even sent teams because if I'm on a North Korean team and I have stepped foot in another country, I ain't going back to Starvation Alley. That's just my, uh, I'm sure Kim Jong-un would disagree, but uh, I ain't going back. So if I'm skiing down a mountain in South Korea, I'm keeping going all the way to wherever, freedom, where I can get a cheeseburger, get online, see the news, see a movie, watch a show, express my opinion, get away from that son of a bitch. But that's just my humble opinion. I'm not big on the Winter Olympics. I, uh, I, I might watch some of it, some of it. Once you start watching it, some of it can be exciting. I'm sure you all feel the same way. You, you start watching an event, uh, the bobsled, and you know, uh, you know, the bobsledding is cool. They go 1,000 miles an hour around corners, and the, the ski jumping and the hockey games. I will watch some of it when it comes to U.S. versus something, especially if it's for a gold. It's not like the old days when you only got five channels or seven channels and two were educational and one was in a foreign language and you had to watch the Olympics because it was the only thing on. I remember putting tinfoil on top of uh, an antenna on the third story of my buddy's uh, house, Andrew J. Grant, and we, uh, we um, would watch the Olympics in a big 19 or 20 inch black and white set he had up there, spare set. So. Uh, Actually, I remember being in, I think, the eighth grade. We watched the 72 Olympics when the Olympic, U.S. Olympic team got screwed by Russia out of the gold. And the, out, of the, out of the gold, but they got the silver, but the silver medals are still sitting in a vault in Germany, Munich. But uh, not big on watching uh, uh, on the Olympics, uh, especially it's right in the heart of, uh, you got match madness coming up pretty soon. The college teams are winding down. The high school teams are ready for their tournament. And, of course, the NBA All-Star Game's coming on. I'm not really big on that either. I wish they'd have a different All-Star Game. They're playing, like, pickup versus one guy. Uh, LeBron picks a team and KD picks a team. 
that's kind of different because the East-West was just a joke, waiting for somebody to get hurt. Nobody played a de- any defense. A score would be like 165 to 162. Not really fun to watch. Highlight dunks are kind of cute, but... You know, I wish they'd do uh, USA NBA versus the World NBA. Like I said before, like Dirk Nowitzki, the Pau Gasol, Marc Gasol, Ricky Rubio, uh, some of the other players from all over the country. Got uh, you know, well, of course, the Unicorn's out for the season. He tore his ACL. Porzingis from the Knicks, he's out. Uh, that would have been more fun. Pick 12 guys from the world and 12 guys from the U.S. NBA and, and battle that out. You know, be almost like an Olympic game in itself. But uh, I'm not in charge of those things, so that's just something uh, I wish they would do, but I can't control it. I'm uh, not sure what's going on with the government uh, with uh, the shutdown. They say they shut it down, then they say they have the money, and then they say they're going to shut it down. Typical, typical everyday politics. And folks, you know how I feel about politicians. Necessary evil. Necessary evil, like paying taxes and having to and speaking of poop, I uh, did tell you about the uh, Phillies fan, well, Philadelphia Eagles fan who ate horse poop. I, now, I wonder, I hope that he's okay because, they, I mean, he, that's an invitation for E. coli. Uh, crazy. I mean, I love my sports teams, but I'm not eating horse poop for any of them. Not any of them. So... Uh, well, the weather is uh, here in the great northeast, is in New England, is uh, we've had a couple storms, and I'm waiting, and I hate to wish my life away, but I'm waiting for some days to hit like in the 40s where we have a little meltdown. And uh, folks, I lost my keys in my driveway, shoveling, and let me tell you, I love my Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I love, uh, I love it, but uh, when you lose your keys, you are in for trouble because it has a chip in it. You just can't go to your local store and have one sawed out for five bucks like you used to be able to. No. You have to find a dealership where they can program the chip in the key. So I had to drive to my friendly dealership, uh, Percy's Jeep dealership in Prescott, Maine. And they're very friendly. They uh, got me a key. It was 105 bucks. So don't lose your keys. Now, I'll probably find them this spring, I'm sure, when we have the big meltdown. Whenever spring comes, who knows? Could be early, could be on time, could be late. Uh, the key will, of course, still work, but the uh, the door opener, you know, the automatic door opener with the, you know, the lock and all that, that might get uh, that might get ruined. But uh, I got my extra set, so I have two sets. I always like a backup. I like a backup in everything that I do. So, and Valentine's Day is uh, this week, this coming week, and so I went over that last show with the presents and. You know, the traditional and then the non-traditional and then the ritzy stuff that you can get. But, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, like I said, in the old days when I was a kid, I used to wait for after Easter, after Valentine's, uh, because the $10 box of chocolates would be 3 or $4 for a giant box. And I love my chocolates. And I'm on my new program. I don't call it a diet. I call it a program. I pretty much I'm eating power bars and drinking a lot of water. Still playing hoops and uh, just cutting out the extra sugar. No donuts, no candy bars, no chocolates, unfortunately. No Reese's Cups. Um, and trying to swim more and, of course, uh, playing my hoops. So, and I've lost about uh, since uh, this started New Year's. I started uh, the January 2nd, actually. And I've lost about seven or eight pounds. It's a process, as they say. It's a process. But... Uh, 
keep it right here on the Toxic uh, Wise Ass Show. We have much more. So thanks for tuning in. I am. I'm, I have to go back on something, folks. Uh, I'm a little confused. Aren't these uh, Aren't these Olympics in, held in South Korea? I'm confused. I'm seeing Pyongyang. Isn't that the capital of North Korea? And Seoul is the capital of North Korea. I mean, I'm a little confused. These Olympics aren't in the north, are they? Because uh, that would be terrible. Because I'm reading something about Kim Jong-un. Oh, hi, hello there. Kim Jong is uh, not, <laughs> forget it. Um, he's inviting the South Korean leader to Pyongyang. Now, is, is I'm, uh, I'm going to have to research this, folks, and get back to you. Because I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Either way, on a bat, and I love all people, I would not go to Korea, North or South, for anything. I'm just saying. Am I uh, a provincial man? Yes, I am. See the USA first. That's my motto. Not that there's anything wrong with going overseas, but just to uh, eat sushi or eat quiche or read a book because it's uh, the elitist or popular thing to do. And that's not, that's not what I, I am. I mean, I've been to Mexico, and of course I live on the Canadian border, and I go to Canada quite a bit <coughs> and have relatives from there, from New Brunswick. So, uh, but I am not big on, you know, I've heard about going to uh, Rome and Italy and France and they're rude to Americans and they're, well, they're rude to everybody and they rip you off for this and that. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Ireland and I haven't, uh, but, I'd, you know, I'd love to see England too and see Ireland where my, where me folks came from me? <laughs> oh, sure, it'd be gordy. Oh, we got uh, St. Patty's Day coming up soon too, right after, of course, uh, we deal with uh, Valentine's Day. But uh, funny, there's no like green candy that comes out. I think McDonald's has the Shamrock Shakes. That's as close as you get, I guess. There's no really festive, uh, well, you have uh, you know, your typical Irish uh, cabbage and ham or dinner. But uh, there's no real candy for uh, St. Patrick's Day. There should be. That's something to think about, folks. But anyway, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to research more into that. Like I said, I'm not. I watched the Summer Olympics, and of course, I remember the. Uh, and I'm not really a big hockey fan. I can't skate. But uh, of course, the big upset when the American Olympic team upset the Russians, the mighty Russians, Ruskies, in 1980. That to me, and I love basketball and I love football. But that to me, that's probably the biggest upset in at least U.S. history. Because that Canadian, that uh, Canadian, that Russian, uh, that Russian hockey team had been annihilating everyone. They were like 25 and 0 or something at, at the time. They were beating NHL All-Star teams. They were just unreal. They had two unreal goalies. I mean, just great big six foot four players uh, going against our 18, 19 year old college kids. That would have been those kids would have been my age because I, I was uh, for my first year teaching in 1980. So those kids would have been about my age. <clears throat> that, as much as I love all the other sports, and, and they made a movie about it, and uh, the the coach, he got killed. He got killed. Herb was his name. Her, I can't remember his last name, but his name was Herb. He got killed uh, in a car accident not that long ago. So, But I'm going to have to investigate that, folks, and see what's coming up. Uh, maybe even put in a call to Kim Jong-un about the Olympics. See what he has to say. So we're going to have to see what's going on.
Okay, uh, folks, I figured out the North Korea, South Korea Winter Olympics ordeal. It's Pyongyang is the capital of the notorious North Korea. And Pyeongchang is in South Korea. And that's where the Olympics are, the Winter Olympics. And I've been watching some of them. I'm, I like, I'm not a winter person. I, I don't even know what I'm doing up here in the cold. I've been to Florida and Southern California, and I, that's, that's actually my type of weather. I like shorts and t-shirts. I don't ski. I don't skate. I don't snowmobile. I don't four-wheel. I can barely stand to go from the store to my car in the wintertime and back and forth, so not a big winter person. But that's the difference. It's Pyongyang in North Korea, where our good friend uh, Kim Jong-un lives, and Pyongyang... Pyeongchang, sorry, getting my Pyongyang mixed up, but uh, Pyeongchang is in, uh, I thought it was going to be in Seoul, and I'm not exactly sure where Pyeongchang is, but I'm assuming it's it's fairly close to Seoul, maybe um, geography wasn't my thing in college, I taught uh, English and uh, history, U.S. history, not world history do have a pretty good uh, locale of the world where things are, countries, but I'm not a globe. So that's the difference. And uh, Kim Jong-un actually called me and uh, he said, uh, that's a difference. You don't got to know the difference between North Korea and South Korea. But one thing I want to say is I hope next time for Olympics to have a rocket competition because I'm going to win that mother. Whoa, that was Kim Jong-un. I had him recorded talking about that. But anyway, that's the difference. And so we now you know and we know. You probably already know out there, Radio Land, Listening Land. Or you didn't. Or maybe you don't care. Like I say, I'm, uh, I barely watch the Summer Olympics. I watch the basketball and some of the events. Uh, water polo is kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. Because I know when I swim, I can barely stay, stand above, stay above the water, let alone throw a ball back and forth and swim against competition. I got beat by an 8-year-old girl in a swim contest last, got last month, last time I went swimming, a couple weeks ago. So I'm not going to be in any Olympics anytime soon. Uh, the Celtics got throttled uh, just lately here, 122 to uh, 99. The cap by the Cavaliers, who came into Boston on Paul Pierce's retirement, number 34, retired his number, and the Cavaliers set, uh, gave up a present uh, by kicking the Celtics' ass all over the court. I think the I think the Cavs really got better. I mean, they picked up uh, Clarkson and Rodney Hood and some other guys and I, I they got rid of some problems and head cases they got rid of the uh, I don't think that uh, Isaiah Thomas and, and LeBron coincided very well together they both like to have the ball they look, both like to take the big pass the big shot mostly the big shot and uh, Isaiah was kind of shooting it every time he touched it and he got traded to the Lakers and he had a he actually had a pretty good game against Dallas they lost but he he had a a decent game. Yeah, he puts up 22 points, but his man probably had 32 points. That's what people don't see. He's so tiny, he can't guard anybody. 
I mean, on any given night, he's guarding somebody between six feet and six foot four, five, six, and giving up seven, eight inches. And I know it's not insurmountable, but it's tough when somebody posts you up and tries to expose you, just like they do when they foul somebody that can't shoot foul shots. So, but anyways, uh, I think the Celtics really need Gordon Hayward to get back and Marcus Smart to be absolutely healthy. And they need to play at their best because I actually think Toronto's better than Boston. I think the Cavaliers are now better than Boston. And Washington Wizards are really close. When they get uh, Bradley Beal and John Wall both back together at the same time, uh, they're going to be just as good, if not better. So I, I think Boston might be a fourth-place team, really. They're not as good as they started out. I mean, they were coming back, winning games, and they had a nice run. But now they're, they're not playing the defense they once played. They're not playing as hard. And um, I think if Gordon Hayward comes back, maybe they got a chance to get into the Eastern Conference Finals against uh, one of those teams I talked about. But uh, we shall have to see. And like I said, March Madness is coming up. Uh, we're still reeling up here in the Northeast, us uh, New England fans from our our setback loss. I've been teased about it as I go into uh, different bars and stores. And uh, basically I have to say, uh, where was your team? Golfing. Probably. Because we don't have many Philadelphia f many Philadelphia Eagle fans up here. There's a few. A lot of Dallas fans up here. For s I guess because Dallas was so hot in the 90s and everybody jumped on the bandwagon. I don't know. A lot of Atlanta Braves fans up here because TBS started out like 30 years ago, 80, 81, and that's what they showed. And the Red Sox sucked, so everybody started watching the Braves. And the Braves only won, I think, what, one World Series, 94, 92, something like that. And they were in it a couple times, got beat by uh, the Blue Jays. But anyways, um, so that's that in sports. Like I said, the high school teams are mostly getting into their tournament in the next couple weeks here in the Great Northeast, in Maine especially. And then the college teams are winding down. They're going to be playing their conference tournaments soon. And uh, the NBA is going to have its all-star game, which I probably will watch just a little bit of. Like I said it before, I would have preferred they played uh, different, uh, like USA versus the world NBA. That would have been cool. I'd watch that whole thing. And I think they'd really try. Of course, I don't think they want anybody to get hurt either. So it's a kind of a double entendre there, double jeopardy but anyways um so that's uh, it in sports and i'll have some movie reviews next well i watched uh i told you about hostiles and you have to watch that that was a very good movie very good movie um you know based on a true story so make sure you see that then i watched a movie um called uh, my friend dahmer about uh, the life of jeffrey dahmer and when i started watching it I thought it's just going to be kind of a really low-budget B movie. And it's actually, it was very good. A lot of good acting in it. A lot of good special effects. Of course, it takes pa uh, he grows up in the late 70s, so it's a lot of uh, you know, scenery and cars and backgrounds and the schools. Really well done. Well acted, the kid who played him as a kid. He was a, he was a sicko. I mean, he was just, I don't know if it was caused by, I mean, his mother had mental problems. And they got divorced, and his father was weird, you know. But he used to like to torture little animals and dogs and, and kill things and take them apart. And 
That's just sick, folks. That's a that's a monster in my book. So he was he was a sicko. And uh, then there's a movie called Ritual, about uh, Scottish or English guys going caught, uh, camping or on a hike in the mountains, and they run into some spirit, um, some uh, weird happenings. Some you'll have to see it. I don't want to give you a spoiler. So. Um, those those were uh, you know, those were decent movies, well made. And once in a while, I'll I'll hook up with one that's you know made with like a camera phone. And uh, <laughs> those are not good. It's like, hey, uh, there's a monster in the backwoods. Is there really? I mean, I can't even I can't even go. You know, this this the sound is bad. I mean, it's, it's made with a, either like a camera phone or a web phone or something it's just awful and actually they have a pretty good idea and they may even have good a good storyline but the acting is horrible the audio is like <laughs> not professional and so it's too bad because some of them are kind of have good titles and good ideas so uh you know that's that's about it for uh I'll be watching more movies. I love to watch my movies. And uh, I'll be giving you reports on them. So, you know, not, and, and like I said before, not everybody, no one man's fruit's another man's poison. Not, uh, I mean, I have some good friends, and we mostly uh, agree on what we like to watch, especially my comedian friends. We, we agree on what we like to watch, and whether it's sci-fi or horror or comedy. And sometimes I'll find some stuff funny that they won't. But, uh, you know, you there's no accounting for somebody's taste or somebody else's taste, but uh, I have liked movies that like were panned and uh, not not didn't go well as far as like the critics or even the box office. And I've hated movies that were like supposed to be unreal. So you know, it's just a matter of taste. Uh, an agent once told me in Hollywood, a manager, talent manager, once told me. Because I asked him about writing scripts, and he said, uh, "Keep everything commercial, and, and that means uh, appealing to everybody, young, old, all backgrounds. The more you can keep it commercial, the more you can keep it of interest to everyone, the better you ch have of, of selling it and having it watched. In other words, if you're making, uh, you know, a horror movie, you're going to get all the people like horror movies. You make a horror movie with some comedy in it, like." Uh, what was that, the one with uh, Bill Murray about the zombies, Zombieland? Now, that was scary in a horror movie, but funny at the same time. That was a great movie. Keep it as commercial as you can so it appeals to as many people as can. You know, backgrounds, uh, you know, uh, different uh, languages, whatever, different people, different uh, ethnicities. Keep it as, you know, if you can uh, make it so it appeals, if it just appeals to, a, you know, certain people, like uh, like some of these art house films, artsy-fartsy films, then, uh, you know, you're good luck getting making any money with it or selling it. But well, So that's, uh, you know, and the agent, the same agent also told me, never let people waste your time. Because they will. And I don't care if you're in show business or you're selling cars. You know, if you're a car dealership and, and some guy keeps coming to look at a car but never buys it, looky-loo they call them, that's somebody's wasting your time. 
Now, you have to kind of deal with it, but uh, it's the same in show business. You know, I, I ran across people, oh, I'm making a movie, and let's come on and work on it with me, and it's going nowhere. It's like the Titanic, it's just going to sink. So you kind of have to, and you, you know, you always want to kind of take a chance, too. Maybe, maybe it will work out, but you kind of have to make quick judgments. As uh, John Wooden used to say in basketball, hurry up and make up, hurry up and, uh, hurry, take your time and hurry up. That's what it is. Take your time, but hurry up, like on the basketball court. You have to be quick, but you have to kind of take your time because you don't want to throw the ball in the stands. You want to make the right pass. But you have to do it fast before the defense double teams you or clobbers you. So, and that's, uh, that's a pretty good lesson, if you ask me. Oh, a couple more quick uh, movie updates for you. You know, I don't do one particular session. I kind of update them and review them here uh, on my show as I have seen them. And, of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big movie lover. I remember going to the movies when it was a quarter for a matinee. My cousin Lloyd and I would go all the time, sit through John Wayne movies two or three times, Planet of the Apes. I remember going to that the first time in Connecticut with my cousin. What an anticipation. I think it was 68, 69. I was like 11 or 12. My cousin was a couple year and a half younger than me. And uh, we just sat in that theater and uh, I couldn't wait for that curtain open and that movie to start because back then you didn't have... I mean, people just don't realize the difference between in the 70s and 80s and right now. And I was telling my sister the other day, I said that I wish we'd have had the uh, technology, the cameras that we have, you know, that we have now, you know, the uh, HD. And I mean, I did a lot with my 8mm camera and Super 8 camera and uh, tape recorder, reel-to-reel -reel and then uh, cassette. But, uh, you know, you can only do so much with those. And it was very costly. Like five minutes of film was like, uh, you know, to have it, uh, buy it and have it developed. It's like ten dollars, and just that's that's a lot of money. I mean, it's not. It doesn't seem like much now, but ten dollars was like having twenty or thirty back in the seventies. So, but we did go to the movies a lot. I remember getting you, you popcorn and the soda and the, uh, get the candy, and uh, they used to have ice cream thing you could put 25 cents in and get an ice cream cone out of a machine. So, in the drive-in theater, of course. Always went to the drive-in. Even when I got my car my senior year, it was a, it was a uh, what the heck was it? I know what it was, but it was a uh, it was a clunker. But it got me to and from, and it wasn't very much. It was like seven or eight hundred dollars. Uh, Catalina. It was a Catalina. Not very good in the snow. Used to die on me all the time. That's how I learned about mechanics. That's how I learned about things. Uh, was uh, the mechanic? I, I've, never, I've heard of another comedian do this because this is how I learned about cars. You know, uh, do you know what a uh, alternator is? Uh, no. Well, it's about two hundred dollars, and that's about the way it went. Alternator, starter, you know, battery. I remember having to put water in the battery cells. That's how I learned about vehicles. I was always, you know, some people are surprised when their car you didn't start. I used to be surprised when my car started. So, but anyways, I saw that movie Fifty Shades, uh, the newest version, and uh, Fifty Shades Freed. I still don't get this torturing each other thing. Not into that at all. But it, it got panned, I guess, so far. But, you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't it wasn't made with a camera phone, I can tell you that much, and the acting was good. The plot, meh. I did like the fact that the guy was adopted, I guess, that's in it, and now he's, like, filthy rich. And, 
So that was okay. And then um, I watched also a movie called Child Eater. Wouldn't recommend that. I don't like any movie where there's children or uh, animals getting hurt unnecessarily, especially. And didn't like Pet Cemetery. Oh, and I love Stephen King. He's a Mainer. He's an Northeaster there. He's a Mainer. I used to see him at the Red Sox games a lot. And then uh, there's a movie called Battle Creek, which was, uh, I don't know if it was written, but it was, uh, I think, produced and directed by Melissa Eastwood, who's Clint Eastwood's daughter. And it was pretty good. Different story, very different. You'll have to see it. Again, it's called Battle Creek, and I give, I give that uh, Battle Creek a B, and uh, that's pretty good. It's, it's a different kind of movie, something not a lot of uh, what you normally see in a movie, like bank robberies and violence. It's just different. So I do remember recommend that uh, movie called Battle Creek. And of course, Hostels, I've, I'm raving about that because that's a great movie. Just great. So you'll have to make sure you see that one. Well, that's enough with the uh, movie reviews. And you know, when I com consistently talk about the movie over and over again, it means I really liked it. And I think you will too. I mean, um, like I was talking about the commercial thing, stay is broad appeal as you can well this movie will appeal to it's a romantic com uh, no, romantic comedy it's not a comedy it's a romantic dramatic historical piece it's a western it's a lot of different things. I mean you can incorporate all those things the only thing that's missing popular nowadays was no zombies in it at least no zombies that I saw zombies are very popular and I do like my zombie movies but I like the original George Romero ones and the Day of the Dead. I'm not really crazy about following a soap opera of zombies. But I understand it, folks. I understand it. I do understand it. And uh, just reading online where a lady, 84, 85 in Southern California, the kids, not her kids, but some kids were playing loud out, out in back of her house or near her house. So she grabs a gun, and I'm not sure kind of what gun it was. I'm assuming a pistol. And she starts shooting at them. And uh, I don't know if she shot at them or around them or up in the air or both. But uh, I don't think she hit anybody, thank goodness. So uh, that was quite, uh, that would be quite scary. Never had anybody shoot at me when I was a kid playing out dice. At least BB guns, maybe. Kim Jong-un at the Olympics, and I'm in the snowmobile race. Here I go. Oh, zoom it up. I got a rocket on the back. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, crashed. Oh, I guess I don't win a gold medal. This must have been made in China. <laughs> Oops, I should better not say that. Maybe made in Korea, South Korea, that is. This is Kim Jong-un from the Olympics signing out. Just crashed into a tree. I guess I don't get the silver or gold medal. Don't get no medal. I'll give myself a medal. What the hell? Thank you. Well, that was Kim Jong-un. Un reporting from the, uh, I guess he snuck into the Olympics like he snuck into the Super Bowl. And he uh, tried to do a snowmobile race, but he crashed into a tree. So, uh, well, he's okay, I guess. Figures. You know, it's one of those jerks that always survives an accident. It happens every time. Well, folks, here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show, we do have to take and report uh, some of the sad and bad and evil things that happen as well as the good and funny things. Uh, seems like the news is, uh, when they play the news, it's like one minute of something good that's happened and 29 minutes of commercials and bad news. 
And uh, today we had a, on Valentine's Day, we had a terrible shooting in Florida with, uh, as far as I know, 17 killed and several still fighting for their lives. I'm not quite sure how many shot altogether. By a former student, uh, they captured him. He's in custody. I th think he graduated last year. He's 18 or 19 years old. And I don't know if they shot him or he got wounded, but they took him to the hospital, and, of course, he'll be in custody. Uh, like I said, here at the Toxic Wise Ass Show, this is something we don't find funny or wise or it is toxic. I don't know what can be done. I mean, I am, um, I used to hunt and I would never really shot anything, tin cans. I just used to like to shoot and that's when I realized I just like to go to the range. I say range, backyard, a gravel pit and uh, shoot tin cans, bottles, blah, blah, blah. So, um, could I live without my guns or a gun? Sure. Um, would I do it for the better good? Yeah. Or, or maybe do we have to go back to muskets or black powder weapons that can only fire once or single shots? I don't know. Because, you know, they talk about the M16s and the, and the Ruger repeating rifles and the uh, can be made automatic and so forth. Well, you could take a couple Winchesters that hold seven or eight shots and some shotguns and still do a lot of damage with uh, non-semi-automatic weapons, lever action. And look, I'm not the rifle man, but I can get off a lot of shots. I don't know how much I'd hit, but I don't, I don't know what's going to be done. I don't know what can be done because we, we, um, we enjoy and take part in our Second Amendment right to bear arms. Uh, it, a lot of people say, well, yeah, Farthing Founders Founding fathers didn't mean, you know, M16s or grenade launchers. They, in those days, it was, a, you know, flintlock muskets. So I, I, don't, I just don't know what can be done because, uh, you know, if I, I, and I also think if you take the guns off the street, only the criminals will have them. It hasn't, you know, it's a big trouble and fine in New York and Chicago in LA and Detroit to have a gun, Philadelphia, and get caught with it. You can get up to five years in prison, but it doesn't stop the criminals. It just doesn't. And it, like drugs, if you outlaw weapons or semis, they'll still come in. They'll come in through Me Mexico's like a sieve. You know, we're up here in the great northeast and we're next to the Canadian border where <laughs> nothing really crosses. The Canadians don't want to slip over here to live uh, or to work. They just want to come over and buy cheap gas and groceries and oil and blah, 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 milk. But, um, and I do ju enjoy going over there once in a while because that's where my grandparents came from. I have a lot of friends and relatives from Canada, especially the New Brunswick uh, province. Uh, very beautiful. I mean, uh, it, remember the song Ray Allen? It, uh, no, Ray Allen. What was his name? Ray Stevens. Ray Allen played for the Celtics. Ray, Ray Stevens, everything is beautiful. That came out when I was like in the fifth grade or something. And, Good song, and it's true. I mean, this whole world is beautiful. Different parts are different beautifully in different ways. But there's, uh, you know, no really ugly spots in this world. Even volcanoes, which are dangerous, are beautiful. When, you know, when you look at them, the mountains, not very fun when they go off. But uh, so I, I don't know what can be done. I just don't know what they can do. Um, you, you, you cross mental illness with guns and... Most of the time, these guys, they don't buy them. They steal them or get them from somebody they know or they get them from their parents. So I just don't know what can be done, but we certainly are going to pray for the victims and their families and 
and uh, every everyone involved and we just hope it doesn't happen again and our weather up here in the great northeast is getting a little better a little nicer we've gone from uh, 35 below days to 35 above and it feels tropical I'm almost sweating if it ever hits 50 I'll probably melt like the wicked witch of the west or east wherever she was from so but this is the toxic wise ass show and again we are we are heartfelt to bring you this uh, sad news and it's something we don't really like to uh, certainly not gonna you know make your day uh, any happier but we just uh, you know it used to be uh, I was telling somebody today you went to school and we used to hunt as and go out hunting but we left our guns in the trucks and cars I mean I didn't have a truck or car I left it in my buddy's truck and uh, you know we after school we'd go hunting I even when I was teaching I used to go hunting with the kids the students afterwards we'd go bird hunting but those days are I don't but they're probably gone you know but you never heard anything like that back in the 70s and 80s you didn't have these mass school shootings you know yeah. uh, so I don't and, and not only that but look at the Las Vegas situation and other ones so I just don't know what can be done you either have to give everybody a gun or take them all away I don't know somewhere's in the middle so we'll just have to see but uh, for the remainder of this show, we're going to try to make you laugh. So stay tuned. The Olympics are going on in South Korea. I got that a little bit confused, uh, but I straightened it out. I was like, why would they have the uh, Olympics? Uh, but Pyongyang and Pyeongchang sounded closely alike. And I thought they were going to be in Seoul. Or I'm not a really big geographical genius. I'm, I'm adequate, I guess you'd say. But um, I know, mostly know where countries are from history and what they've done in world wars and wars, so uh, guilty on that. But um, I don't know. We're going to try to make you laugh for the rest of this show, that's for sure. Well, before uh, I end this show here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio, I want to tell you about a, a movie that I saw. It's called The Man Who Invented Christmas. It's got Christopher Plummer and some British actors, and it's a fabulous movie. It's about Charles Dickens, one of my favorite writers, authors, however you want to say it. Now, am I going to be pretentious and say that I've read every novel in the world? No, but I did teach English for 20-something years in history, and uh, I was never a really big fan of Shakespeare. I know that's not very popular for a teacher to say, but I like John Steinbeck, but of course I like the odd authors like Stephen King, who wasn't writing when I was a kid, but uh, E.E. E. Cummings, uh, Mary Shelley, Edgar Allan Poe, m you know, uh, Mo uh, Moby Dick, which was, Moby Dick was actually by Herman Melville, was based on a true story about a whale that was attacking shipping uh, whalers. But anyways, I wanted to, uh, this was a great movie. Well done. And, and, uh, and something, you learn something every time, and I kind of knew this, but, you know, Christmas wasn't that popular in the 1800s. Not till uh, they started coming out with books and stories. Uh, this was the book about the Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge. And he got his ideas from just observing people for different books and different characters. And he was a very good, kind, and generous man. He was good to his family. He was good to the poor. He grew up. Uh, his father was sent to debtor's prison. Uh, and uh, he, took, he had a big home. And he struggled here and there with money because he was so good to people. And he was a while before he had one book that was a hit and then another. Can you imagine if he lived today? I mean, he'd be a 
billion billionaire. Same with a lot of other, uh, Edgar Allan Poe too. Edgar Allan Poe was the Stephen King of the uh, 1800s, 1850s, 60s, and he died, you know, ab in abject poverty. So this is a, I, I recommend that you see it. it. It's got Christopher Plummer plays Scrooge in it, and, he, and his characters like follow him. He's thinking about his characters all day long. So his characters kind of follow him around. It's called The Man Who Invented Christmas, and it's uh, made just this past year. So I recommend that you see it, and it just doesn't have to be for Christmas, although it would make a nice Christmas. It's for the whole family. There's no swearing, no... Uh, it's very well done, almost like a Disney movie, but I don't think it was made by Disney. Very, very uh, good acting and special effects and uh, scenery. Must have cost, I don't know, you know, they always say when you make a period movie, uh, it's going to cost you because you have to come up with the costumes and the designs. There's even an old train from the 1843 to 1844, and uh, there's even an old train in London with the costumes and the building. So it was really, you, you felt like you were right there with him while he was uh, coming up with this, these ingenious characters. So, and that's all the time we have for uh, this uh, show on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Be sure to tune us in with us next time, and we'll have more uh, laughs for you. We do bring you the news. It's uh, unfortunately not always good. Uh, matter of fact, it's mostly bad, but we try to make you laugh here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. So stay with us uh, for our next show here on Renegade Talk Radio, your place for talk radio. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time on the Toxic Wise Ash Show. I love this show, Car Wash. This was popular when I was in college. We used to jam to it at the uh, local uh, discotheque and uh, school dances, college dances. And when we were playing ball, we played this loud while we were playing. See you next time, folks.